You know, six months ago, seven months ago, in China, a dog, Golden Retriever, I even know the name, mm. with his owner, were walking together, and suddenly, in one of the little hollies, his owner collapsed, had a heart attack. People saw around, and they called 911, they called uh, for, for emergency help. The dog, they were standing around the person trying to help him. The dog ran away, ran to the main street, was waiting for the ambulance to show up. And when the ambulance showed up, he recognized the, the car, and he was running in front of him to show them where to go. And he's looking back. The, the, the camera on the dashboard shows how the dog looks back. Hmm. And, he's, and, he's, and he's running, and as he saw that they're following him, he started to run fast. He brought him all the way to the, where the person was laying, and they, the paramedics came right there, and he was waiting to make sure that they revive him and they take care of him. Hmm. And it was an amazing scene that was made it in the news because it was our dog had this understanding to run to the main street, wait for the, for the, for the ambulance, to recognize the, the car, make the car run after him. It was unbelievable. Or I read other stories in 2006 was a, a, another dog, I think it was called Orca. And, and his owner was Cheryl, a woman Cheryl, she was in a wheelchair. And somehow she fell off from the wheelchair to a ditch. And a water. And he tried to pull her out and he couldn't. That he was running for help, calling people for help. One lady passes by, she saw him with the leash, she, told, she thought he was lost dog. So I told him about the leash. He tore the leash up and he ran to, he barked to another person. Finally, he found somebody in the park who was doing exercise. And this guy understood dogs. He understood that he wants something. He, walked, he followed the dog. He found this woman. He pulled her out. They saved her life. And, and then this dog got an award for saving life. There is an award for dogs to save lives. There's another, I read another story in 2002, another dog was also, his, his uh, owner was Alan, or Alan, I don't know, whatever his name was. He was, uh, he was in a wheelchair and a car passed by or something and pulled him down and he fell and he lost conscious. The dog first pulled him up, pulled him to a safe spot in, on the road, pulled out, pulled out from the car was there or maybe he wasn't a car, he had a car next to him. He, he first of all, under the car, he went and he bought, he bought his cell phone to him. Hmm. Then he pulled out a blanket and he covered them up. No way. And he ran, that's <laughs> I didn't make this up. He ran to the, across the street to a motel, barked, and they bought in the call for help, and they saved his life. And he also got an award. Hmm. Now, why I'm telling you dog, uh, stories about dogs, <laughs> especially that I'm not such a big <laughs> fan of dogs. It's because sometimes it can explain you something unusual in the Torah. In the Pasha of this week, the Pasha is Kiteitze. The Pasha of this week we read about, the Torah gives very strange rules, two strange rules. Torah speaks about Ammonite and Moabite. Ammonite and Moabite were two nations in biblical times. We don't know who is an Ammonite today or who is a Moabite today. The Torah said an Ammonite and a Moabite cannot become, cannot marry into the Jewish people. Even after 10 generations that he converted, he cannot be a part of the Jewish people. We don't have Ammonite and Moabite. Why? The Ammonites, because when you came out from Egypt, God says, they did not greet you with bread and water. 
They were not welcoming to you. That's the Ammonite. The Moabite, why they cannot be a part of the Jewish people? Because they commissioned Bilam, the Gentile prophet, to come to curse you. God saved you from the curses, and he turned it into blessings, but they wanted to curse you and to destroy you. That's why you should never have a connection with these people. The next line is, you're not allowed to despise an Egyptian. You're not allowed to hate an Egyptian. Right? Why? Because they were nice to you, because you were a foreigner in their land. You read this and you cannot believe what you read. You can compare what the Ammonite did to us to what the Egyptian did to us. The Ammonite, okay, they didn't go out with bread and water to greet us. Fine! The Moabites wanted to get curses. They killed us. They did anything. The, G- the Egyptian, they throw the babies into the river. They enslaved the Jewish people for years and years, 80 years, according to the Medesh. And the Tzores upon Tzores, finally God himself had to come and do the template with the splitting of the sea, the biggest miracles ever, right? Not only this, with the whole Passover exodus, is, what is the exodus? It's about taking the Jews out of Egypt. Then the Egyptian, you're not allowed to despise, no. And eventually, after three generations, they could become a part of the Jewish people. The Ammonites and the Moabites, they cannot talk to them. What's going on here? Why? There is a commentator, his name is Nachmanides. He says something very interesting. He says, who is the Ammonites and the Moabites? Who are they? Ammonites and the Moabites, he says, they were coming from two people. One person was named Ammon, and the other person was named Moab. You know who they were, the two boys? They were the children of Lot and his daughters. Mm. Remember the story in the Bible that Lot was running away from Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. He hid in a cave. His daughters thought that the world is ended, like the flood, and they said to each other, if we will not make children here, the world will stop. Mm. This is the children. They are children of Lot. Now, who is Lot? Lot is Abraham's nephew. Lot was saved, his life was saved a few times because of Abraham. One most famous time is Lot went to live in Sodom and Gomorrah. At one point was a war between the people of Sodom and Gomorrah and, and another king. And the king came over, he was, came with his army and took all the people of Sodom as prisoners of war. Somebody showed up on the, door, on the doorstep of Abraham and told them, your nephew is a prisoner of war taken all the way to Damascus. Abraham had a private army. He took, Abraham was a very rich man. He took his army, ran all the way to Damascus, and released, freed his nephew Lot, and also the other people of Sodom. And then Lot was saved from Sodom and Gomorrah because of the merit of Abraham, and so on and on. Then Lot owed a lot to Abraham. A lot of gratitude. His life, Ammon and Moab, exist because of Abraham. And now the children of Abraham are coming out from Egypt. Then the Ammonite and Moabite, the minimum of, of humanity that you should have was to be grateful and be nice and kind to the people who are descendants of this person who saved their grandfather, saved them. If not, they wouldn't exist. And because they were not grateful, the Torah doesn't want to hear from them. What's so bad about not being grateful? Isn't being mean a little worse than being grateful? 
isn't throwing babies into the river a little worse than not being grateful? Right. What's so what, why the Torah got all worked up about being grateful? I'll tell you. A human being is born selfish. That's how a human being is born. You are born like this, with the, with the fist closed. Everything we want. A baby wants the toy, wants everything. You teach him, you educate him. It's not about you. Teach him to share with your friend, share with your brother, share a room, share with your wife, share, share, share. But human beings are still, are still, are still, are still um, selfish. And what, then if you're selfish, you're not necessarily a terrible guy. You didn't lose your humanity because that's a part of your nature to be selfish. That's who we are. I am selfish. I'm born selfish. I walk on myself every day. My wife thinks still I'm selfish every day. I, I need to walk on myself. That if I'm selfish, I'm not a terrible guy. I didn't make myself perfect. Fine, I should be more kind. I should be nicer. And, and that's who you, what happened with the, with the Egyptian. The Egyptian war, they were in the beginning. Okay, then that's selfishness on the other end. What means to be grateful? Being grateful is not something that you have to work on yourself. Even animals are nice to the people who take care of them. Even dogs care for those who care for them. That's in the instinct, it's in your DNA to be thankful to somebody who's good to you. That's a different. Not being selfish, something you have to work on. Not being grateful to some, why, why uh, kids have to honor the parents? Why kids love their parents? Because the parents take care of them. That's the truth, the simple truth. Oh, because you they feel the genes. Not, not genes. You take, care of, you take care of your kids, your kids love you. That's a normal thing. Why you care for your parents? Because they took care of you. Even adopted kids love the parents because they took care of them. It's not necessarily a gene thing. Also, for sure, but there is something about, that's why we have to honor our, our mother and father. We have to be thankful. The Egyptian, what happened? They were nice twice in the beginning. They welcomed us when it was a famine. Jacob was, it was a famine in Egypt, in Israel. Joseph was in Egypt. Pharaoh tells Joseph, bring your family here. We'll take care of them. Beautiful. Later, the Jews became stronger and stronger. They became the movers and shakers of Egypt came a new king, started to instigate against the Jews, came with the same uh, anti-Semitic story. Oh, they will take over, there will be a fifth column, you know, they will, when there will be, they will, when, when there will be a war between us and the enemies, therefore from inside they'll join the enemies. The, the Egyptians started to get scared, they developed a hatred to Jews, and they became terrible. But it's a normal reaction, normal, not good, but it's, it, it could be, could happen. But the Ammonites and Moabites, first of all, they just never fought them. They were devoid of, of a, a basic, basic human exactly um, trait. Uh, trait. Even not human, even animals oh, have right. it. <laughs> even mammals have it. Huh. That's the point. It means to say, it's not something that you didn't have. You have it, and you depressed it. And because you depressed, such a person who lost his humanity. He's not a human being. He's not even an animal. That's a problem. He doesn't even have the basic behavior of animals. We don't want to be a part of the Jewish people. You know, when Moses made the ten plagues in Egypt, the first three plagues Moses didn't do because he had to eat the water. Who ate the water? Aaron. Why? 
that the Medrash says, God told Moses, the water saved you. Baby Moses was in the water. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't be mean, mean to the water. Don't, do, don't eat the water. You don't do it. That the water knew to save Moses. It was a conscious decision by the water. And if Moses will eat the water, somebody will be insulted. But it's about you. It's not about them. God did not want that Moses should lose his humanity, his feeling of gratitude, even not to stones, even not to water. You understand? Mm-hmm. And therefore I told him, you don't do it, let Aaron do it. For the same reason we don't want the Ammonite and Moabites, for the same reason we have to be grateful to the Egyptian, because in the beginning they were nice to us. Right? Mm. Then the same, we, don't, we don't like that the, the Ammonite and Moabites are not grateful. We cannot be the same. Then we have to be, even the lady that hurt you. Yeah, we know that. But because they were grateful for many years, they were nice to you for many years, they were hospitable, and you lived in the land, that forever you're not allowed to despise them. What's the lesson to us? It's written in the end of the, in the book of Deuteronomy, when Moses reprima- kind of reprimanding the Jewish people, he says, Allah Hashem zot, that's what you do to God after all the good he gave you? We come Rosh Hashanah to Shul, you know, everybody comes to Shul with his list, with his, you know, like you're going shopping with your long list. I need this and this and this. Before you open the list, first of all, say thank you. Look back, we should be, look back on our ear, say look how good the year was, how blessed we are, how many blessings we have. Say God, first of all, God, thank you for everything we have. I'm, I want to tell you I'm grateful. I'm not going to go, I'm not, I appreciate what you did for us, and I appreciate what you do, to, you do for my life. And now I'm asking you for another good year. And when a parent, when his kid comes and tells him thank you, what is this causing him? Gives him a desire to give him even more. Then the best way to get from God what we want is by thanking him. And then you'll not even have to ask. He will give you another good year. Hmm.